It's the Nothing But BS Podcast. And now, here's Brian and Scott. And we are live. Welcome to the Nothing But BS Podcast. I am Brian. And I'm Scott. And we are live on Facebook. And uh, just just to kind of, if you're just catching this for the first time, maybe on Facebook or maybe on um uh, any of the streaming services where you can get our podcast. Uh, just so you know, a lot of podcasts, they're recorded and then they're edited and they take out all the ums and the uhs and the misspeaks and all the rest of that. We, we actually re- we actually record this thing live. So we go live on Facebook <clears throat> and then we take that live recording and we go right to the podcast. So you're getting this uh, raw and fresh and... <laughs> With all of the the boneheaded mistakes included, right? Um, which is, a, I think, a beautiful thing because um, it, it just goes to show that the stuff that we're talking about is the principles that we actually live. You know, we're not we're not operating off of notes here. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And that's and you know the the people that I've talked to that listen to our podcast consistently, they're like, it's refreshing hearing hearing a podcast where it's just one hundred percent raw, unedited, and you're it shows that it's real. Like you said, but yeah, you know, like, when we <clears> had <throat> this... no, go, go ahead. ahead. Like when we had Heidi and miles, you know, I had, I had some, I had some friends that were like, wait, they had a two-year-old running around the entire time they were doing the episode. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's life. It is what it is. Yes, Their babysitter did. canceled. They laughed minute and they had to do what they had to do. Yes, they so, did. Um, yeah. No, it's really funny, man. I, like nothing drives me crazier than when I see like personal development, speakers or motivational speakers that are like, you know, they're, they're like, let me, uh, let me tell you what I did every day of my life to become successful. Every day of my life, I did this. I did this every day of my life to become successful. Number one, I had the right <laughs> mental attitude. You know, and it's like, I'm sorry, brother, but if you got to look up your notes, you didn't do that every day of your life. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Or, or, or Absolutely. personal development personal development success coaches that literally never made a dime doing anything other than selling their success coaching. Right. Right. I mean, like, it's like, what, what, what? people are like, I was stone broke, but I had a dream to become a motivational speaker. And so I did. And now I'm rich. I'm like, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you were never <laughs> successful in anything other than being a success coach. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it worked somehow, I guess. But yeah, hey, I, I'd like awesome. to, I'd like to, I'd like to know that the person that's coaching me on whatever they're coaching me on has actually had some success in the area that they're coaching. Right, right. I mean, that's you know? and that's what's crazy, and that, it's like it gives, it gives the I think the personal <clears throat> development and like the like entrepreneur industry, not entrepreneur industry as a whole, but gives it gives like that personal development and then like coaching industry, such a bad rap because it's like, everybody's a life coach. Everybody's a, yeah. and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, you nailed it. I, I see so many, so many people, especially on social media now, like everybody's wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be an influencer and everybody wants to be on social media, to, you know, talking about how successful they are and follow me, look how successful I am. And it, it, what's crazy about that to me is if you look I mean, social media is one of those places where you can be anything you want to be on social media. I can go walk over to the most ritzy neighborhood in all of San Diego and stand in front of somebody else's big giant house and take a picture and put that on social media and be like hashtag lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then, and then head back to my, you know, very humble abode afterwards or whatever. And nobody knows, nobody knows. I mean, it's, it's social media, you know, that's why I, I love people on social media who post a lot about their actual real lives, like with their families and at their mom's birthday and, you know, this kind of thing. Cause then you get a feel for who that person really is, not just who they want you to think they are. Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, <laughs> and, that, and that's a, it, it, it blows my mind. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I have a buddy that calls it fake book <laughs> instead of Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Like you're talking about, you never, you, you don't know what's real. I mean, have you seen like, I know there's like videos and stuff where they, they show like how photographers take the pictures that they actually take where yeah. it's like, it looks mm-hmm. like you're taking this miraculous photo, but it's like through a bottle and like, <laughs> like, and they're yeah. sitting in a fountain and it's like, oh, beach life or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh. Or the, like the live skateboarding shot where the picture looks like the dude is upside down holding his board. And then when it shows how they took a picture, it's like the photographer was actually upside down. The dude was just standing there holding the skateboard. Like that. Right. <laughs> no, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Inst- what did it, Instagram. Instagram, Instagram. And, yeah. and fake book, <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we, we've actually got a, a lot of experience under our belts, the two of us, um, you know, and that's what I love about what we do here is, is we actually, we're sharing principles that we used to do the things that we did. Right. And know, it's to get, it, to get where we lessons are. Lessons we've learned along the way. Like, yeah. And, and, than- and yeah. And they're written in blood too, because I know I've screwed up a lot along the path, you know? You and me I mean, both, man. You and me both. The, the, the things I talk about, like, hey, listen, you can utilize, you can use this principle, but if you don't, then this is what could happen to you. And I could tell a story for every one of these things about what happened when I wasn't applying that in my life. I mean, and it's not been always pretty. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, failing forward is like a mantra for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> I've, yes, yes. Yeah, the failing personal forward, development. That's a world. good. That's a good way to put it. It is. Well, and that's what it's what people need to do. So what we're talking about today, um, and by the way, I do have the stream up on, here on Facebook so we can we can check out comments as they're coming in. I'd love for you guys to share if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, where you're watching from um, and uh, and and how you're enjoying it. If you can engage with us, that's always helpful as well. And then if you've got specific questions or things you want to bring up man, by all means, drop them in. We love to hear, we love to hear questions. We can, we're live, man. We can address anything you guys want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we are talking about um, today, mine and Scott's number one principle for success. The number one thing, if, if, if Scott, if you had to pick one thing, right? You, you got a hundred things you could share with somebody. And that we probably would given, given an opportunity, right? But if you just had to pick one, I mean, one thing that, that, that you, you know, you're like, sorry, buddy, you only get to share one idea for the rest of your life to try to help people and impact their lives and, and help people direct the course of their lives. What's that one thing? And so Scott's got his one thing. I got my one thing. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And I don't think that uh, I don't think that just these two ideas would fix every issue on the planet, but I think that they could certainly make a dent in most of them. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I, I we chatted prior to, and I know what yours is, and I know combined with mine. I mean, I, I agree. I, combined with mine, I think it's it. A lot of people's issues would be solved, and to 
not to sound cliche, but the world would be a much better place and for people to live in, honestly. I mean, yeah. or you would be able to live a lifestyle that you wanted to live, which if in turn could help other people do the same thing. Right. Yeah. And so do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to kick it off? You know what? <laughs> well, well, let's, let's just, let's just let the cat out of the bag and then we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time just kind of back and forth unpacking each, but I'll tell you what, the, the one that I chose that I thought, listen, if you want to have more, be more, do more, uh, expand your life. If you want to enjoy your life more, if you want to live longer, happier, all these things, it literally starts with, and it sounds so ridiculously cliche, but once we unpack it, you'll understand. Um, it starts, I believe, with attitude. And, and you know, I always hated that, you know, I mean, the cliche, it's catchy and all that, but, you know, your attitude determines your altitude. And it's true, but I think people just don't really understand what attitude really is. I don't think they understand what that really means. You know, yeah. like, does it mean I just got to walk around being positive all the time? Well, like, well kind of, but that's not all of it. <laughs> right. It's ha- it, I mean, and, and that's where it's, at least for me, it's having that attitude of gratitude. And um, I think is what you're, you know, when it comes down to, because, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many extremely successful individuals that talk about attitude when it comes to like, you know, Jim Rohn, he says it when you, you spend a minute, compla- you spend a minute complaining, you wasted a minute. That's right. That's and right. because it, what, what does that get you at the end of the day? That's right. That's exactly correct. Every moment that you spend bitching, whining, complaining, thinking about what's not working in your life, thinking about who isn't doing what, thinking about who didn't give you what, thinking about how that break didn't go your way. Anytime, anytime you spend any time at all thinking about what's wrong, that's a minute less that you've spent fixing the problem. Yeah. And, and you have the power to fix the problem, whatever it is. Right. But if you it, don't dedicate any time whatsoever to, to making the change, and all you're doing is complaining about the conditions that it currently exists. Those conditions will not change. Right. And it's like, it's Mr. one of those, says, right. For things yeah. to change, you need to change. Don't mm-hmm. wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Yeah. <laughs> Dump, dunks. That's not, yeah. Hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, I love Jim. Jim says, you are not a tree. If you don't like where you are move. <laughs> yeah. You're not a tree. You can move. <laughs> yeah. So I think attitude is a huge one. Uh, I think it's a big deal and I think people need to spend more time thinking about it and what it means. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how to, how to, I don't know, let's say fix your attitude, but how to have the best mental attitude for success kind of as we go through the next, you know, 45 minutes or so. So what'd yeah. you come up with, man? Mine. This is, this is my favorite. Cause it's something that I actually used to struggle with a lot. Um, <laughs> believe it or not back, you know, before, getting into personal development and entrepreneurship and stuff like that is ego ego. Yes. So many people get in their own damn way because of their ego. Yes, they most, they most certainly do. Um, and that's another one that I think is, is very commonly misunderstood. People don't understand really what, what does ego mean? Because <clears throat> we all have one. Right. I mean, you can't get away from it. The ego is right. part of your personality, like your id, like your, you know, whatever else. <laughs> you know, the ego is part of all of our personalities. We all have one. You can't get rid of it. But but what when when you talk about ego, Scott, what do you mean? What do so you mean? what I mean is there there's again, there's a, a huge difference between being confident in something and being egotistical, right? Um, but when it comes to when it comes to any any aspect in life having, having the ability 
to step back and realize that there's always something to learn. Yeah. Whether it's fitness, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's spiritual, understanding that there always is going to be someone out there that knows more than you. That's right. That is better than you. And that is okay. Because how lonely is that to be like the best at everything and then be like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, ego can screw you up in so many different ways too, because like you just said, right. You know, there, there are times when you feel like you got it all figured out. Right. I I got, I got this thing wired. Nobody can tell me anything about this because I, I know everything I need to know about this. Um, And that's a problem because like you said, you're never, you're never fully developed. There's always somebody better, smarter, faster, gooder than you. It's something, you know, there's always somebody (laughs) um, who you could learn from and grow from. So that, that holds you back, right? That's one way that ego holds you back. But then there's also the, the, the person that's unwilling to admit when they're wrong or when they don't know something because they don't want to look bad because they feel like, Oh, it's going to make me look bad. And that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. And that's where not only you can affect your life, but others too. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's, and that, and that's a big one to me is, is yeah. Just realizing that so many people are afraid of one, what other people think. And when it comes down to, you know, I see so many people that are, or I've seen people on both sides of the fence, like, for example, going to the gym, you, you see someone that's overweight at the gym. I've seen people on one side where they're extremely in shape and they see people that are overweight at the gym and they, they have such a large ego that they're like, Oh, you see that person over there? I was like, what bettering themselves, like yeah. trying to improve. <laughs> like, what, yeah. What are you trying to get at here? Like, yeah, good for, good for them. But yeah. also on the flip side, is caring too much about what others think, which I believe is ego, right? So on the flip side, having the person that is overweight or just starting the gym, caring too much about what others around them or, or have their that perception of them. Uh, and, and so just getting rid of that and yeah. doing your own thing and being, but, and then when it comes to other things, right? Being able to have that humility, understand there's always something to be learned from somebody, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, right. no, that's a fact. And, and, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that truly, truly successful people um, are often the most encouraging to those that are trying to improve themselves in that area. Like, you know, the, just to, for, in other words, for, for every of those, per, those people in the gym who would criticize or condemn someone or make fun of someone who's in the gym trying to better themselves, there's also somebody in there who's in phenomenal shape, looks fantastic, chiseled out of stone, but who is, yeah. Go get them, man. You can do it, brother. Oh, good yeah. for you, man. Good for you, right? Yeah. And and would come up and pat that person on the back and say, "Good for you. You can do it. Go for it." Right? That that is the kind of person that go, that exceeds, excels in life, right? That Absolutely. kind of person that's not concerned about their ego, right? They're concerned about you know bring lifting people up, not 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 bringing people down. And that I think that's <clears throat> I think that's a, a characteristic of a poor ego. Right. First of all, ego, everybody's got one. You can't get rid of it. Everybody has one. Right. So you have to tame the thing. Right. <laughs> right? You got right. you to you point it in the right direction. Right. But that's a characteristic, I think, of a good ego versus a bad ego is, is people that want to tear other people down to make themselves feel better. Right. Because they don't have a high opinion of themselves. They don't like themselves very much. 
So if they can convince themselves that somehow you're worse than they are, then they feel a little bit better. And you see that a lot. People tearing other people down, people criticizing other people just to make themselves feel better. Instead, a positive ego is the kind of person that encourages other people and says, hey, man, you can do it. That's great. You know, this podcast, for example, right? Right. Somebody might watch this and go, these guys are terrible, right? But a bad ego would go, these guys suck. I can't believe they're A good ego would be like, hey, guys, you're getting better every week. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look look at where you're starting. Yeah. You can't be good. Yeah, you guys are starting something that's good, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Hey, but we'll, we'll make it through that. So, but And that's the thing is, is I actually read a quote that says, it, when it's talking about humility, because ego and humility go hand in hand, right? I mean, they're, they're counters of each other. It says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. Yeah, yeah. So you can still be confident and be humble. Yeah. It, it's not taking away anything that you've done or your, your accomplishments or you, and anything like that, or your knowledge. Yeah. But it's not having to throw that into somebody's face or have to have to make it known that you, all of your accomplishments or accolades, right. It's just thinking of yourself less. Yeah. Well, and I, I think too, that it goes to that speaks to self-confidence to such a degree or self-image because there are some people who constantly need that validation, that, that, that affirmation from the world, right? They constantly need that, um, you know, people telling them how good they are or how good they're doing or how successful they are, or how beautiful they are, or whatever the case is, they need that. And I think that's, again, it goes back to, I sound like a social media hater when I say this kind of stuff. I'm really not. I really love my social media. I love my social media friends, but I think there's a lot of aspects of it that, that cause harm. And one of those yeah. is that this idea that, that today, especially the kids, right? The kids that have just grown up on social media, they've never known a world without it, right? And they literally derive their sense of self-worth From on how many likes they, likes they have, yeah. Yeah. And how many shares they have, yeah. and how many, you know, people that they don't know, people they've never met, people that have no ability to positively or negatively influence their life, but yet they hang their sense of self-worth on that person's opinion. Right. That's insanity. Yeah. That's craziness. But we see that too, not, not just in social media, we see it in the in the exterior world as well, right? People are always trying to, they're fishing for that affirmation, right? They, they're, they're buying the new car, not because they needed a new car or because they just really like that brand or they just like a particular function or, or aesthetic about that car. They buy that car because they want their neighbor to say, wow, you got a blankety blank, good for you. Right. You know, they do it to impress people. They do it to, to draw that affirmation to themselves. And that's a sign that you got, you, you know, you need to work on what you really truly believe about you. Right. You know, and this is where, so, and this is where I believe there is a fine line too. And I'd love to get your opinion on this is because, so for example, right. When I first started entrepreneurship, um, I was able to, I, I got a new car that was paid for with one of the companies that I was working with. The, and they, and I chose to get a Tesla, um, because being active duty, you know, I, I was driving a nice, a, a nice vehicle at the time. I was driving, you know, a 2018 Forerunner, and, you know, the TRD offered premium, all that stuff. But I, I got the Tesla specifically to capitalize on that as a marketing tool, yeah. right? Because how many E5s in the, in the Navy or E6s in the Navy do you see driving a hundred thousand dollar car? Right. So is that ego or is it just, good marketing. Well, it depends on, it depends how on how you look on it. Right. It. <laughs> right. 
You know, if, if you yeah. did it, if you did it specifically so that people would ask you, wow, Scott, how did you acquire this car? How, how did you get yourself in a position where this car was, you know, something that you could afford? And, and then you had an answer for that, that could help them add value to their life. Then I would say, yeah, that, that motivation came from the right place. If you did right. it so that your buddies at work would go, wow, Scott's so awesome. Look at the car he drives, different uh. motivation. <laughs> uh, that even that just sounds like horrible. The, even like, I know, I know, I know. But but by the way, um, uh, I can't claim total innocence here because I saw your Tesla and liked it so much I got one of my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's exactly why I did it. I mean, it wasn't because I wanted guys to be like, "Oh my gosh, Scott's so awesome! He has a Tesla." No, it was because you know it was something to show. Cause when I first got started in entrepreneurship, I saw something similar where my buddy was driving a CLS 63 AMG Mercedes. And I was like, Holy cow, you're an E5 in the military. That's a $130,000 car. Two plus two doesn't equal four. Like, I don't think you're cooler because you're driving it. I right. just see the value of the car. And I'm like, what are you doing that? I'm not. That's right. That's right. And, and if, and if, again, that goes to, you know, the, the, the motivation I had to, behind what you're doing, right? Right. And I had to swallow my ego to even ask him, right? Like right. I, I could have prejudged him, which a lot of people do. It's crazy. They're like, oh, he must have put himself in so much debt be, to, to get that car. And it's <laughs> like, well, I mean, that that's not, you're not wrong. Like people yeah. do do that. For, well, like, it's, it's amazing that people jump immediately to the negative, right? They'll jump immediately. Right. To, what a moron, dude. He's probably got a $2,000 a month car payment. He can't afford that. And they just, well, actually, in, you know, on the contrary, he can't afford it because he's doing something outside of the military as well that's putting right. him in a position where that car is, is attainable for him, you know, but people fail to ask the questions. They just make the assumptions in some cases, right? Um, just want to take a quick minute to say, hey, to Sean, uh, my father-in-law is watching again. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, Maggie, what's going on? Kelly, Maggie, good to see you guys. Hey. All right, good to see you guys. What's up, Kaylee? Good to see you guys. Appreciate you being here. Um, make sure you uh, you drop in where you're where you're watching this from if you're watching live on Facebook because that's always fun to know what what parts of the world we're reaching when we're doing this. I like I like that a lot. Um, yeah, we're talking about the two things, uh, the two biggest assets that you can have. Right, Scott's number one and my number one biggest success tools to help you to achieve everything that you want to achieve in your life, but they could also be the single biggest hindrance, the single biggest roadblock, the single biggest stumbling block on your path to getting what you want to get. And we've been unpacking for a few minutes this ego piece, um, but I wanted to talk for a second about attitude um, as we just kind of bounce back and forth, right? Because yep. they do kind of tie in together. Uh, oh, all of this stuff ties it together. <laughs> Speaking of which, you ever notice how success principles are like, are never anything that you don't already know. Have you ever noticed no. that? <laughs> who, who was it? I think it was, uh, was it Darren Hardy or Grant Cardone or something like that? They're like, I haven't had an original idea or original thought since like 1988. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, like, it, look, people know this stuff. Okay. Yeah. People know this stuff. They, you don't, you don't go to somebody and, and, and tell them like, Hey man, the salad and water is better for you than the pizza and beer. And they go, Really? I had no Where have you been idea. all my life? <laughs> you know, you, can't, you don't go to somebody and say, hey, listen, um, if you're positive and, and, and uplifting and bring people up and talk positively about people, people will like you more than if you just bitch, whine, moan, and complain all day. And they go, oh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> Dang, I was wondering where I was going wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, listen, we all know this stuff. But I think that the challenge is that we know it, but maybe we're not applying it. it. 
And yeah. maybe we need to be reminded. And then it needs to become something that we work on because we talked about habits a couple of episodes ago, right? And I think as humans, we develop habits, not just for, not just like bad habits, like smoking or biting your nails, but and not just good habits like saving, but our whole life are habits to include how we think about things, how we respond to things, um, you know, whether we immediately criticize and judge or whether we take a moment to say, hmm, wonder what the backstory is on that, right? right. These, are, these are habits that we develop. So anything that you've learned, you can certainly unlearn, right? Yeah. And you can, you can formulate different habits. So we're talking about attitude. Attitude is one of those that I don't think most people really understand what that means. I think that because, so, because it's used in so many different ways, right? When somebody says, you got to fix your attitude, right? Well, what they're really saying is, stop being a jerk, right? right. You know, when, when it's used in that way. But I mean, well, what do they really mean? Or when people say, well, your attitude determines your altitude or, you know, well, what, what exactly are they talking about? Attitude about what, towards what, in what way, you know, let's put some pins in this stuff, right? Let's, let's, let's put some granularity on this thing. Yeah, you nailed so it. It's one, of, I think it's, it's like, it, it's all about how you're you're processing information, which again, like you said, is a habit that's built over time. So where it's when you're talking, the two two biggest things, right, that people always call out: Are you an optimist or a pessimist? Mm. Right. It's the it's the glass is the glass half empty or is the glass half full? Yeah. It's it's the same thing, but they're two different measures. How does how does how do those two measures affect what's going on? It was so funny. I actually was having a conversation the other day with a friend of mine. And I hope he's not watching because he might get offended. I don't mean to be offensive at all. I'm just using it as an example. We were having a conversation and, uh, and I said, you know, he, he had said something that was somewhat self disparaging. Right. And I said, you got to stop saying that. And he goes, Oh, come on, man. What is this chicken bones and voodoo? You're telling me if I just stop saying that things will change. And I go, yeah, they will. (laughs) They actually will, (laughs) you know? And I think that's, that's a challenge too, is that, I think people maybe don't believe that that's true. They don't believe that the way that they think about things, the way that they approach the world, whether they are pessimistic or optimistic does in fact actually drive outcome. Right. I don't think they believe it in some cases. And it's, it's because again, it's that conditioned thinking it's, you know, it's the limiting beliefs people put on themselves that drives their attitude. It's the, it's the habits over time. And that's where it ties into everything that we've talked about in our past episodes, right? How do you, how do you change that? How do you change your habits from your thinking? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's getting a routine. It's changing your circle. It's doing all of these things, which is not easy. No, it's simple, but it's not easy. No personal, you know, personal development or personal improvement, right? is the single hardest work you will ever do. Cause it's uncomfortable. It's it, especially if you do it right, you're able to diagnose and see all of these things you, you've been doing wrong this entire time to where dropping that ego and admitting that you were not perfect. You're <laughs> doing all of these things incorrectly to get you from where you are to where you want to be and just changing it. Right. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. That's right. That's right. It's hard. It's hard work. And, you know, I think if you wanted to go to the, the root, I guess, of attitude, it comes down to perspective, right? Like mm-hmm. what you said, how do you see the world, right? Do you see the world as a, a, a glorious place 
filled with opportunity and love and abundance and all these wonderful things that are just there for your taking, right? Or do you see the world as a harsh, dangerous, scary place that's out to get you? Right. And, 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 and if you truly see the world as a place of opportunity and love and abundance and all of that, then you will behave in ways you will engage with other people in ways that will allow you to take advantage of all of that abundance and love and everything that's in the world. However, if you see the world as a dangerous, scary place that's out to get you, you will behave in ways, you will make decisions, and you will engage in people in ways that will protect you from that scary, dangerous place and also prevent you from attaining everything that you want to attain. Absolutely. And it's, it's and you know, I'm going to use myself as an example here. The, the things that I've done and the things that I've seen while being active duty in the military, my, my last deployment, I mean, being where I was in, in Syria, in the height of the, the push against ISIS in Raqqa, Syria, was I, I saw things that people would probably not even be able to fathom. And I don't want to get too graphic here on this, but I could have come back and let that be the reason why I became pessimistic. Yes. Right. And be like, the world is such an evil place. I mean, can you believe the things that are going on over there? It's such an evil place. Why, why, yeah, why even care? Yeah. Or I can come back with gratitude and be like, wow, I, I can't believe how great I have it compared to one half of the world that's, or not a half, but one, a portion of the world that would never even, I mean, they would kill, literally kill to be, to be in our, in our shoes. Yes. And so it's, again, it's the same, it's the same event, but, how you respond to that can drastically affect your attitude and moving forward to where you want to be. No question. And just as a practical real world example, right? <laughs> if you were optimistic. If you saw the world as a, a benevolent place, right? What's up, Faye? What's up, Brandon? Good to see you guys. Chad, thanks for joining us. Um, if you saw the world as a benevolent place, right? A place that is full of abundance and love and joy and all that, right? And, and Scott, let's say you came to me and you had some kind of opportunity. You had a, a, you know, a business that we could partner together in, or you had an investment that you thought was going to do really well, or you had um, you know, a team of people that were working on fitness and you thought I could benefit from being a part of that team, you know, fitness team or fitness group or accountability group, or whatever you want to call it, right? You brought me something, some kind of opportunity, right? If I believe that the world is a beautiful, glorious place, I might go, yeah, these people are trying to help me or yeah, this could really be something great. And I would take a chance and I would participate and maybe it would work out and maybe it wouldn't, but chances are it probably would because I had the right attitude about it. <laughs> right. Right. But at least I would take that opportunity and it can radically transform my life. Yeah. But if I believed that the world was a scary place filled with evil and people that are out to get you and the things you have to protect yourself from all the time, then when you brought me that, I would immediately be like, no, 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 no. Because you're either trying to trick me. You're trying to take my money. You're trying, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're trying to and, waste my time. Do something. Right. Yeah, you're trying to harm me in some way. And therefore I'm going to shove that away from me. And I might've missed out on something really spectacular, whether it was personal development or more money or getting in better shape or whatever the opportunity that you were bringing to me presented, but I would miss out on that. <laughs> because I was trying to protect myself from the evil that you must be bringing my way. <laughs> right. And, and, and again, if, if you're watching this, we're not saying that everything is unicorns and dandelions. Like that's not what we're saying. It's, it's, it's how you, it's, <laughs> Damn it, not everything's man. rainbows, unicorns, dandelions. Why, but, are you, why are you shattering my reality? I thought everything was rainbows and dandelions. Come on. <laughs> but it's, 
obviously there is evil. You can't have you you can't have love without hate. You can't. It, there has to be that counterbalance. But it's what you choose to focus on. That is what we're talking about here. 100%. Do you focus on the negative? Do you focus on the positive? And how those two things drive the outcome, drive your habits, drive your attitude. And the attitude and ego go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no way around it. They totally because do. I've never met a person. I've never met a person that has an, an attitude of gratitude that has a large ego. And you just, you just, you, that's twice you've used that phrase now. And I think that it is extremely important uh, for people to understand that I, my, my philosophy, Scott, is this. Everything in our lives, everything is about relationships. Everything. Every, every gift, every blessing, every opportunity, every joy, everything in your life that is good started with continued along the path of and somehow is related to some kind of relationship with other people, right? We bring each other a value, right? And so if relationships are so critically important, and I believe that they are, how do you become a more attractive person? So you attract more quality people in your life so you can have richer, deeper relationships and more of them. And the answer is you become a more attractive person. And I think everybody would agree with me that optimistic, shiny, happy, energy giving kinds of people are typically more attractive in terms of attracting people into their lives than people that are moody, pessimistic, angry, criticizing, blaming all of that all the time. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And so I believe in order to have the kind of attitude that makes you an attractive, shiny, happy, energy giving kind of person, it has to start with gratitude. And you've said it several times, attitude of gratitude, because it is impossible to bitch, moan and complain and be grateful at the same time. That's right. It, it, it's incongruent. It can't happen. Just like I can't love you and hate you at the same time. <laughs> I might love you one minute and hate you the next, but I can't love right. you and hate you at the same time. Simultaneously. Can't <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely. true. I, gratitude is it's such a huge thing. And, and I think people just miss it because we live in such an abundant world, especially in this country, man. We, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the least fortunate of us, our poor in this country are wealthy by third world standards. Oh, Absolutely. And, and, and so we, because we have so much, I think people lose sight of being grateful for what they have. And instead they just spend a lot of time being angry about what they don't have. Right. You know? Right. Oh, I've only got, I've only got a 2016 Tesla. This guy's got a 2020. <laughs> My life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or the people that try to cast stones that are, it's like, tell me how hard your life is while you're sitting in your air conditioned or heated home yeah. on your Wi-Fi, yeah. on your, <laughs> with your, in, in which you're probably sending that message via your iPhone 12 S or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. me again how hard your life is when, yeah. and this is where like perspective, right? I mean, on my, on my last appointment, I was able, I, I saw villages, entire villages with no power. No, no running water. They would walk to the Euphrates. They would bathe. They would get their water. They would do everything at like wash their clothes, all of this from the river, bring it back. And they were happy. Like, but again, I think it's in, for the most part, right. Living out of tents, living in mud huts, it, 
But again, it's people aren't able to put that in perspective either. Though. Yeah. Well, it, we've, we've created a society where the, the material possessions somehow become a measure of someone's happiness. Right. Yeah. And that's so it's that's that ties directly into both attitude and ego. Right. Yeah. I can only be happy if I have the latest, greatest, biggest, most extravagant things in my life. Well, that's that's ego talking right there. Right. I mean, that's that's ego. You know, if you have a family that loves you, if you have a roof over your head, if you have food every day and you don't worry about food or where your next meal is going to come from, those are all things that every one of us should be grateful for. No matter what stage of life we're in, no matter whether that roof is a little roof or a big gigantic roof, we can all be grateful for that. Whether that, whether that meal is a, you know, a, 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 frozen thought out turkey burger <laughs> or a, a, you know, a ribeye steak, we can all be grateful for that meal. Right. That's right. You know, whether your car is, is the kind you got to roll down the hill and pop the clutch to get it to start or whether it's a, a Bentley, <laughs> right. We right. can all be grateful that we got wheels. Right. Yeah, my, my point is that there's, there's always things we can be grateful for. And that's a, that's an, that's a huge, huge, huge part of attitude. Because if you, if you are grateful about the things that you have in your life, I mean, I hope people are writing this down to believe this so sincerely. If you are truly grateful for the things that you have in your life currently, the universe will make room for you to have more things. That's right. Bigger things and greater things. And I'm not just talking about material possessions. I'm talking about the, 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 the universe will make space for a bigger you in all areas, spirituality, right. finances, uh, you know, physicality, relationships, all of it, all of it. Absolutely. And it's, um, I can't remember the exact, and this is going on. What you're saying is, is your, your, your income, your physicality, your, your, your success will never outpace your mindset, Boom. your attitude. Yeah. It's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. I heard a cliche, um, many, many years ago that said <laughs> that your character can take, no, excuse me, your talent can take you where your character cannot keep you. I'll let that marinate for a second. Your talent can take you where your character can't keep you. In other words, sometimes we can- Or is it can, backwards? Is it backwards? Is your, no, 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 your no, no, character no. can take you where your talent can't keep you? No, no, no. It's, no? Think about it. In some cases, right? Because what do they say? Time, time either exposes you or promotes, promotes you. Right. It's the same sort of idea. You might be so skilled and so talented that you can drive yourself to a certain place in terms of success. But if you don't have the character, you won't maintain it. You'll lose it at some point. Right. That's what that catch off. Gotcha. Yeah. But I think that it, it applies to this discussion in this way. You could re- you could change a few words around and make it sort of the same thing. You could say that, you know, your drive or your will or your sheer determination can take you where your attitude can't keep you. Right. In other words, you might just, just out of sheer grit, drive yourself to a certain place, but if you don't have the right attitude, you won't be able to keep it. You'll That's right. It. Yeah. You'll, you'll lose it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can I will yourself. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you can will yourself to a certain level of success in anything, but then if you don't have the right attitude, man, you can't stay there. You, you won't be able to keep yourself there. That's it. And it's, it's yeah. Time either experience, promotes you or exposes you. It's a, it's the perfect, it's the perfect analogy for that. Yeah, I, that's, I, I love that. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's why people start diets and, and they don't stick with them, for example. Somebody starts a diet, they lose 20 pounds, but then they get off the diet and they gain it all back. Why is that? Well, their sheer determination got them to a place where they lost the weight, right? But their attitude was still, I'm a heavy person or I struggle or, you know, in other words, they had really bad beliefs about themselves and therefore right. they couldn't, they couldn't keep themselves where they got to, or you'll see somebody who, you know, people that, that work really, really hard and they have a great year and they make a lot of money and somehow they managed to just blow it all and end up right back where they were before. Right. And it's because and they didn't have the right attitude. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and that's, and, you know, talking about that is it, it so many people hate on wealth and financial success. We'll say this and, you know, talking about wanting to, you know, too, too many rich people don't give enough back or don't, don't, you know, all this and that it money does not equal fiscal responsibility. The attitude of, am I making sense? Right. So like, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you can keep a lot of money or that you will, that, that you'll live the lifestyle you want. I mean, what's the statistics on lottery winners, how, how fast they go broke yeah. after winning the lottery. Right. It's, 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 it's the poor attitude of like, Oh, I want all this money. I have all this money now. Not, not placing the, not placing the value where it belongs, where it's like, okay, how can I, just because my life, just because my income increases doesn't mean my lifestyle needs to. Right. And it goes back to gratitude. Right. Or humility. Right. Yes. Yes. That or ego in general, yeah. oh, I got all this money now. So let me go buy this, you know, $250,000 Italian sports car and for what purpose? Yeah. Uh, to, to what end? I mean, look, if you're Jeff Bezos, sure. You're never going right. to run out of money, right? Who cares, right? But if you won a $5 million lottery, but then you went and bought a $2 million house and a $500,000 sports car and a, and a, a, a $750,000 boat, and now all of a sudden you're out of money again. And, and oh, by the way, let's not forget the boat needs gas, the car needs maintenance, the house needs insurance now and a landscaper and all the, you know, there's expenses that goes along with yeah. all that stuff. Now you don't even have the money to keep the lights on. That's right. Now you can't, yeah, now the place looked like a dump. Eventually you're going to have to sell it. You take a loss on it. I mean, just the, 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 the thing just goes on and on because you never had the right attitude going in. And I think that's why the, the instant success in a lot of cases hurts people more than it helps them. If, in other words, because some people just get lucky, let's be honest, right? I mean, that does happen. And I'm not just talking about the lottery. I'm talking about that person that, well, I have a buddy of mine, for example, that went, went to work for a large uh, telecommunications company way back in the day. Now, thankfully, this guy had the right attitude and he did the right things and he's doing fantastic today, but it could have very well gone the other way. He was working for a very, very large telecommunications company and one of the, the it, one of the ways that they compensated their employees was they gave them stock. And he elected to engage in one of their stock programs where like 10% of his paycheck or whatever was given to him in stock every, you know, every pay period. But it was given to him at a discount or whatever, right, to make it more, more palatable to do that. And then cell phones hit. And when the cell phone trend hit when, when cell phones started becoming the way that everybody could, because cell phones at one time were just things that businessmen owned because they were really expensive right. to use. And, but when cell phones started becoming much, much more prep, much more prevalent and everybody had a cell phone and then smartphones came around and all of a sudden the cell phone market went kaboom and the traditional uh, phone market went like this, that company that he worked for was leading the path in the development of cell phone technology and all those kinds of things. <laughs> So his stock 
went through the roof and he had a bunch of it. Right. And so he ended up going literally overnight became a multi, 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 multi millionaire. I mean, literally like within a year. Yeah. So he retired from that company, took his money, put away so much of it that he knew that he could live on the dividends from that money and took the rest of it and began investing it and placing it in different places. And the dude is still a multi, 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 multi millionaire 20 years later. So I, I will say this, I wouldn't call that luck. I wouldn't call that luck. Yeah. Because he had the right attitude and the right, the right understanding and placing that responsibility, uh, like placing the value where it was on understanding, Hey, I'm going to invest this. I'm going to make this. I don't need this extra 10% right now. Right. To pay for that extra, whatever I can invest it. Cause then it, long-term it could be, it could pay exponentially, which it sounds like it very much it did. Most certainly did. Most certainly did. That's not luck in my opinion. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, it could, could you say it's luck that the market blew up and the, you know, their, their company. Sure. But well, the maybe, way maybe. he sound, if he didn't have the, if he didn't have the, the faith in the, in the, in, to, in that company, I'm sure he would have taken that 10% and invested it elsewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had that mindset. You're right. I, I you know, rather than luck, maybe you just call it like fortunate circumstance, whatever. I don't know. But the point sure. is that people do come into sudden success in various ways. Right. That sure. does happen. Um, but the reason why most people squander it is because they don't have the right attitude and they don't have the right humility and they don't have gratitude you know they don't value what's happened to them because they don't they can't see it from a perspective of where they came from or what could have happened or what would their life be like if that didn't happen it's this whole ego and attitude thing it's so big it's such a huge topic but i i would say just to kind of wrap up the ego thing or the attitude thing we can go back to ego I would say that the two things for attitude would be that if you had to focus on two things to help you get the right attitude, the two things you would focus on would be gratitude, always being grateful for mm-hmm. everything that you have in your life, no matter what, no matter what it is, no matter how little it is, be grateful, just be grateful, be verbally grateful, say thank you to God, the universe, the Sunflower. Whatever you believe in, whatever, whatever what, whoever it is you want to thank, right? You know, yeah, whatever nature, the universe, Darwin, I don't care, it doesn't matter, just be grateful, okay? And then the second thing uh, I would say is try to always see things from a longer term perspective, right? Zoom out and look at the big picture, right? I mean, if you, yeah, just try to have some long-term thinking about things, you know, especially negative, like things that happen to you in your life. You know, I got a flat tire. You can let that flat tire ruin your entire day, your entire week, your entire month, or maybe your marriage too, because your wife finally is over your negative crap, right? (laughs) Or you could look at that flat tire as a mild inconvenience because in the big picture scheme of things, that's really what it is. Right. You know, and, and so if we can have that perspective and we can have a gratitude, we can change that, that our attitude of how we see the world and that will transform our life. Yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, perspective, that's huge. When, when it comes to attitude, I, I, yeah, that is. So I was, I was debating between perspective and ego when I was trying to come up with my one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, that, that wraps up perfectly gratitude and perspective when it comes to attitude. Yeah. 
and hopefully we've been able to dissect it enough to where people can understand it kind of how to, how to apply it. If you don't obviously message us, uh, you know, personally, um, and we can explain it more, Yeah. but now ego, right. Let's wrap this up too, because I, I, there were so many, I mean, these, these go hand in hand, the attitude and ego thing, because when you have that negative attitude, you're more likely to have a larger ego because you're, you feel like you have something to prove or like the, because the world is out to get you or there is that negative thing. So you're, it's, I, when it, when it comes to ego, I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's a waste of time, <laughs> like, or resources or, you know, time, energy, money, worrying about your ego. Yeah. When if, you know, pouring into, pouring into other things, being humble, uh, there's so much more to gain. Yeah. And the relation in the things that can stem from that, whether it's increasing your relationships, increasing your health, increasing your finances. I mean, it, there's no negative side to it in my opinion. No, there's not. I heard a cliche once that I really, really liked and I hung on to it. And it said that the biggest thing standing between you and everything you want is what you think other people think about you. Right. And the truth is most people aren't thinking about you anyway. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This, this whole, it, this whole perception, the, I, my least favorite saying in the world is perception is reality. Yeah. Nothing can be farther from the truth. Yeah. Reality is reality. <laughs> reality is reality. Your perception, your perception is your reality, not yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. My reality is my reality. Yeah. Now, now that being said, it, there, there obviously is a line there where, you know, if my reality is that there's fire breathing dragons and, and, you know, <laughs> nine people living in my head, that's, that's not truly reality, <laughs> it's my reality, but it doesn't make it truth. Right. Yeah. Your truth is not the truth. All that's the, right. That's a, hey, that's a good thing to keep in mind too, actually, it, as it relates to the things that you believe about the world and that you believe about yourself and your own self-limiting beliefs and all of that. Your truth is not the truth. Right. In most cases, my truth is not the truth in most cases. In other words, I think that we believe a lot of things about ourselves and about the world that aren't true. And that if we could change those beliefs, man, we could radically transform the results that we get in our lives. And that, and that goes two ways, right? It could be, you could, you could have negative self-limiting beliefs about yourself that aren't true. You could say, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough, whatever, not good looking enough, whatever. And those are not true. Those are untrue self-limiting beliefs, but you can also have ego driven beliefs about yourself that are also not true. Like I know everything. I got this whole thing figured. I'm the best in the world at this. (laughs) And that's not true either. No, (laughs) you know? know? Yeah. That's, and that's exactly it. I, I, uh, (laughs) both of those, both of those things are driven by a lack of, of self-esteem. A lack yeah. of self-image, both of those things. Right. And that's where, again, the ego is, I think ego is very, is, can be misconstrued at times, right? There's, there's healthy ego and unhealthy ego, like you kind of talked about, right? And uh, when it comes to it, but I guess I wouldn't even call it necessarily ego is more of, it, it's, it's more of self-confidence, right? The good ego, right? The, the com- being confident in yourself, but also re- knowing how to s- stay humble knowing that you're still a student, always a student. Right. And, but you can also be a mentor, but in, in without gloating, that's right. right. Where that negative ego, it's, it, you know, 
I have to prove something all the time. I only care about what other people think. And it's, that's not a way to live in my opinion. No. Like, and it, you know, a, it goes, it goes back again, Scott, I think to gratitude, yeah. right? If you're, if you're grateful, truly, truly grateful for the blessings that you do have in your life, the most basic things, your health, the fact that you're not sick, right? Or if you are sick, the fact that you're still alive, right? You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're grateful at the most basic levels for things, then you can't have that and a, a, a massive ego at the same time. In other words, I think if you're, if you're grateful about the most basic things that keeps you humble, right? I believe it keeps you humble because you recognize yeah. that although you may have abundance in areas, in your physical fitness, in your finances, in your whatever, you realize also that you, that you might not have had all of those things and you can right. be grateful that you do. And that keeps you humble. Right. As opposed to I have Absolutely. all these things because I'm so magnificent. That's <laughs> not the way to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> yeah. So awesome, man. That was a, that was a great episode. That was I so, I think so. And yeah, I mean, obviously we can hit on each one of those individually on an hour on it all by itself, but that was great. And now I've, I think this, this will help leading into next episode, right? What are we, what are we talking about next episode? We're talking about the, the, the one thing that everybody thinks is what makes the world go round. Uh, and to some degree that it does, but it's also the thing that so many people believe is the root of all evil. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I have a, I have a good response for that one, but we're, it's money. Right? About we're talking about money. money. Yeah, we're going to talk about money next week. And money is one of those topics I think that is, um, is, is some people really like talking about money. And some and people get really uncomfortable talking. Yeah, about some it. people get really uncomfortable talking about money because, because it reminds them of what they have or haven't done well in the past or, you know, or it reminds them of what they don't have. In other words, money can, the, the subject of money can dredge up a lot of negative feelings, right? But it can also be really inspiring. And so we're going to talk about money next week. We're going to talk about, you know, getting it and keeping it. Yes. <laughs> and then why? Why, you know, why? Why would we want, why would we even want to have money, right? Do people really want money because they want money or do they want I think money? They want freedom. Yeah. They want money because of what the money can do for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, the next, next week's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because I think it's it, it, a lot of people just don't. And the cool thing about the subject of money is unlike just general personal development principles, there are actually a lot of things you can talk about as it relates to money that people don't know that are not common sense. Right. But they're simple principles that if applied can make a radical difference in, in the accumulation of and retention of money, <laughs> <laughs> money, baby, moolah. Dollar bills, Benjamins, making it rain, all that stuff. <laughs> Did I miss any? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's up, Bianca? What's up, Lucas? Hey, my brother's here. What's up, TJ? Good to see you, man. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, I love you guys. Hey, do me a favor again. If you watch this live on, on Facebook, just drop in to the comments a one if you got some massive value out of what we talked about today, because we're going to do it again next week when we're talking about money. And I'm super excited about that, Scott. You're awesome, man. Hey, man, I, I appreciate. I, I I'm loving this partnership, man. I mean, it's it's since since day one. I mean, since we've been working together for almost two years now, it's been it's it's been effortless in the partnership back and forth that yeah. we that we have, man. So I, I'm 
I'm very, very grateful to have you uh, talking about gratefulness, right? I mean, yeah. I learned so much from you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, and I'm excited for what's to come. So all thanks right. everyone for tuning in. Um, look forward to seeing you guys all next week. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs>